0: Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your dial. We are sitting here in the Evans Library at the Florida Institute of Technology, and we are making noises into microphones with buttons. This is an amazing test of our own internal emergency broadcast system. I'd like to welcome you to the very first inaugural podcast that's known as Shiny Things. We like shiny things. Uh, We like shiny things. Do you like shiny things? Yeah. Oh. Who is that anyways?
1: Martin, would you give her an introduction? I will. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome onto the microphone. It is Kaylee, and she's uh, one of our, our lead staff down at the iDesk.
0: Ooh. Hi, guys. Spectacular.
1: <laughs> also, we have Emron, who's our, our, one of our latest uh, additions to our staff workforce. Emron is one of our assistant staff up in the Digital Scholarship Lab. Hello, guys.
0: Emron, I heard you made a avatar of Obama doing karate moves.
2: Yes, definitely. Yes, that's true.
0: I would like to, I
1: would like to see that.
2: Me too. <laughs> I'd like to see that. All right, I got you next
1: time. All right, all right. I have to see right that. Right after Emron does his thriller dance that he has on his own avatar in that. Oh, yeah. You I have your him. own? Um, it looks like me, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> well,
0: Martin has his own too.
1: I do, yeah. My wife doesn't like it, but I have my own. She says, I look too mean on that one. I've got to smile a bit more on
0: Do do you know the concept of the uh, uncanny valley? I don't. So there's like a graph of, I I don't know, I'm going to probably mess it up, but on the y-axis is like the acceptability of what you're looking at. And on the bottom one is how realistic uh, some image is, like a computer-generated image, how realistic it is of, of like a human. And there exists a space where everybody's happy if everything's blocky and blocky and gets a little smoother and a little smoother. You get to like the PS2 level graphics, everything's good. And then when it starts to get almost too realistic, the acceptability of that image is horrific and the interest in it is is like almost maddening. And that only lasts for a minute. As the image gets even more realistic after that, it's acceptable again. Super weird. You ever notice that when you look at what a when you look at a computer ima- image yeah, of I a I think face. it takes
1: your mind a second or two to start looking at the realism. And obviously, our minds look at pattern and color and shape before we see detail. So once we start seeing the detail, as you say, it becomes whether we accept that as something we recognize or it's not something that... If, especially if it's a picture of ourselves. Uh, we, we, we get very critiqued on that. Does it look like me? Do I really know what I look like? And, and that was a question when we were doing the workshop with the avatars yesterday is who do you want to look like does your avatar need to look like you can it be completely different you can it be the internal you so mm. that's always a question right there
0: mm. yeah i think it's still kind of scary I'm, I'm a little iffy on you now right now martin i'm afraid that you might actually be the avatar created by the avatar
1: i'm saving people thousands of dollars on plastic surgery oh kaylee yes what's your favorite part of the pandemic
3: It was that I got to stay home all the time.
0: (laughs) So much for that.
3: (laughs) So much for that.
0: You're essential. (laughs) You're welcome.
3: The joys of being essential.
0: Okay, so now we're here. What's your favorite part now?
3: Not the masks. Not the mask. I like it. It looks
0: really good on
1: you, though. Thank
3: you. It's Martin's design. That's, yeah, it,
1: so sure. that's that's just a little thing for everybody who might be listening to the podcast. If we sound like we're tiny bit muffled, that's because we're actually wearing masks in the podcast studio and our microphones also have masks on Please them. So,
0: on.
2: <laughs>
1: so we're, we're trying to be as safe as we possibly can from ourselves and, and save the microphones from contaminating other people. Um, one interesting thing, I had a conversation with my brother today, which was interesting. He is doing some work... Um, with seniors and people like that, and looking at how the pandemic is affecting people who are locked in. Mm. Uh, And one of the ideas, though, was talking about doing virtual experiences, using the VR headsets and things like that with people at home, to record places that they know and go to regularly. Uh, And the idea is that by looking at something in a virtual experience of somewhere you've actually been, your mind will remember what it feels like, the emotion that ties to that memory of the video or the image will, will come back so you'll feel better by just sitting for five minutes in a VR headset in a place where you normally go walking down the, the street or, or wherever oh. it is, somewhere local to you.
0: Hmm.
3: That kind of makes sense.
0: Like, ah, 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to get those Reese's. It's, and um, a Slurpee. <laughs> and a Slurpee, oh. Mm-hmm. It's hard to drink a Slurpee with, with, a, mask? A, with a mask on. Yeah. yeah.
1: Not if you got the bigger version of the straw vent.
0: Oh, that's, that's like diabolical, though. That's like a little COVID uh, blowhole. You,
1: you can fit a wine bottle in that one. It's, it's no, you can't. I tried.
0: <laughs> so, pro tip, you can fit an entire bottle of wine inside of uh, the large Starbucks coffee cup. Ooh, pro oh. tip. Yeah, just, just I, I, someone told me that.
1: <laughs> is, is, is that the new segment, tips from the alcoholics? <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: t- they told me, they, they volunteered that information.
1: <laughs> Emron,
0: what is your favorite part of the pandemic?
2: Um, it kind of gave me some time to work on my projects. Um, yeah, plenty of time to work on what, my projects.
0: Pro- what project are you talking about right now in particular?
2: Uh, e-commerce.
0: E-commerce. Are yeah. you building a web, web page for selling things? Yes. What are you selling?
2: Right now, I'm selling some Halloween stuff. Ooh. And I also... yeah, Like pumpkins? Yeah, lights, right. some cool lights. Oh. Oh. Stuff like that. Carved, uh, carved uh, pumpkins. Nice. And also, I'm selling arts uh, online. Like, turn people into cartoon and then sell it. Well, what, what is your web
0: Webpage called
2: Cartoonfaceshirt.com dot uh, com because um, we wait did you
0: say cartoon face shirt yes that's, that's like three nouns I love it yeah. cartoon yeah. face shirt that would also make a good password for someone's oh wait did I just give it out <laughs> <laughs> it's okay
3: um, you didn't add the one two three at the end yeah. oh okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now <laughs> that's a good I mean I, I'd be interested... later
1: what's <laughs> a um. Uh, a basic kind of rundown on how you go from an image to a cartoon character. How do you actually do that?
2: Um, so people submit their pictures, um, close-out pictures to their face. Uh, I turn only their face to cartoons, so um, I draw on top of it. Hmm. And then, yeah, that's how I turn it to cartoons. So are you
1: using like the Wycom drawing tablet, or are you just using Photoshop and, and going over the top?
2: Unfortunately, I'm using a uh, mouse. Okay. yeah. Oh, And
1: out of technical lending, we actually have a Wycom digital tablet available for tech lending at the front desk. You can sign that out and actually use a pen tablet. Though, will help a little bit of for you. Yes, we do. I,
0: I would also recommend uh, there's a app for iPad called Procreate that you can put like an image, you know, bring up an image and sort of have a like kind of trace right on it using. It, especially if you have a pro. Uh, iPad, you can use the Apple Pencil to, to do all the fancy work.
1: I think people might actually pull that up under the wrong configuration using the word Procreate. It might look like a dating app or something. I guess it could
0: be. It depends on how good of a drawer you are. <laughs> Check out my, I'm going to go date. Who's that? That's Porky Pig. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm wondering when avatars will become the norm as the profile picture on all the dating apps soon.
0: You know, now on Com, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a, I love the weird, but it still makes sense. Cartoon face shirt. <laughs>
2: actually, it is cartoon
1: faced. Oh, faced! <laughs> cartoon Evening. faced
0: shirt. Sure. Okay, so there's two nouns in it. So, are you are you verb. actually
1: printing the image on the final image onto a shirt? Yes. Okay. That's usually, how people buy it. And, and what are you doing there? You using a um, sublimation effect or a printed um, adhesive? kind of press to any shirt? Um,
2: I use a third party to do that. Okay. I don't know the technical aspect
1: of it, yes. Mm. It's called outsource. That's the technical term. (laughs) (laughs) Fiverr. That's good. I like a good shirt. So interestingly, in the the last few days of obviously getting involved in the avatar creation and and, and kind of looking at that, how do you think that's going to affect what you're doing with a cartoon shirt? Is that going to open up that opportunity for you as well?
2: Yes, definitely. Uh, more money. Um, people would like the avatar and the animation more uh, than the just the still uh, anime uh, drawing. Cool. Hmm. Um. And also, I'm trying to I don't know sell it on like a filter for Instagram. People okay. Actually, I know people pay like a hundred dollar for a moving avatar. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Hi. Oh, ching chang. That, I yeah. mean, ching yeah. ching. That ching ching is different. <laughs> ching, ch- ching ching. That's the cash register sound, is what I was trying to make. But do you have that? Bu- I've, I've not got, got that button, button so I'm uh, not going
1: uh, uh, to look for that one. Oh okay. okay. Ching ching button. Yeah, ching ching. Ching ching. Ching ching.
0: My onomatopoeia is a little rusty <laughs> these days. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's been a while since you've used that one. I, I like that
0: yeah. word. It's a good, it's a good one. Oh, close well, enough to that, that one. That sounds uh, like- that, that sounded
3: like something broke. <laughs> that sounds like someone just broke into the, <laughs> steal the
0: crash register.
3: <laughs>
1: Martin, what is your favorite part of the
0: pandemic?
1: Oh, interesting. Well, Right now, it's gotta be the fact that I'm making masks and I've been able to um, initially, when, when I first made it, are making masks, it was more of a, a call to action that there weren't enough masks available and people needed them. So uh, by creating and inventing and manufacturing different types of masks, we were able to uh, provide people with some safety. And now, obviously, we've moved into a, um, a merchandising part of that where I actually make them and sell them. Uh, it's been really cool to see all the different ways that I can solve problems that have come along. Uh, and now the fact that I can actually um, print onto the mask any image whatsoever. So my colour choices have now become unlimited with uh, lots of digital images and stuff. So it's been pretty cool. Um, other than that, my wife's at home all the time And I leave home to come to work because she won't stop talking.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is the positive that your wife's home all the
1: time? Is that that what your favorite part of the pandemic (laughs) is now? Next to the mask. (laughs) (laughs) Although my dog has now developed a whole new personality. She's become very, very vocal because she's been at home all the time. So she's very needy right now, just like her mum. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. Maybe we'll get your dog on this podcast sometime.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. Mark. Mark.
1: Yeah, she just won't show up, though. Like she can her a <laughs> bone or
0: something. But I will say that your masks are superior to any of the other masks that I've worn. So I agree. You know, These are super cool. I, I, anytime I'm in the store or wherever someone else is looking at my mask, they're like, that's a great mask. And I was like, yes, it's a Martin Gallagher.
1: Because
0: <laughs> it says it on it, you know? It does. I know. <laughs> like a fancy brand. <laughs> I, w- I
1: was actually in one of the um, vision centers where one of the ladies been buying a number of masks for staff and things. And she says, every time people says where do you get your mask from? She says, I tilt my head sideways so they can read your name on the side of my back. <laughs> <hat." laughs> I guess that also works for How do you spell yeah. your name again? How do you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think one of the most interesting things about the mask development was uh, when I was asked to... Uh, create a mask that would allow choral singers to sing in choirs and things like that and uh, the challenge there was exactly what we're dealing with right now is is how do we create a mask that contains and and still outputs the same kind of tonality of somebody's voice without muffling it um, in a way that they can still breathe and, and and sing so we developed a mask specifically for singers it's a little bit longer they can open the jaw a little bit more with but the tonality stayed very very clean uh and it very it was only when you go to the lower note range that it would muffle a little bit but other than that oh. it was really really clean so uh we were very very happy with that and uh the FIT choir has, has got a set of those and they've been using them.
0: Hmm. I mean it also means that they can hire um people who bite that that wasn't a good joke was it? <laughs> <laughs> you mean well, not really well, good well, singers? Well. <laughs> well I mean you can hire biters in your in your choir now right you know? <laughs> You know, people who bite. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny when you've got to explain I, it. That's the <laughs> whole thing, it? Is that, Dang it. Oh, I'm working on right. it. That, that's, that's the actual mask that people always so When my first, when my first set of masks were all, I was that kind of thinking let's make them cool. So I made them out of a fake leather look, uh, and too many times people said that looks like uh, Hannibal Lecter. Mm. So there, oh, there's yeah. your Biden mask there, and uh, as we moved on, it kind of changed away from that. So, And then the first time we did the whole thing on the black mask, it looked like a lady's brazier. It was like that, that style. <laughs> and design, I remember that. So, <laughs> well, uh, the leather mask would
3: probably sell really good in October. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah. Good point, yeah. good
0: point. You know, one thing i don't like about your mask and I, it's just an experience that i had i was in um, the grocery store and i had a really nasty sneeze and i went to <laughs> use a napkin to, yeah and and I, I, and I yeah just totally snotted the inside of my mask <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, on the flip side of that, that shows how how much it caught instead of spreading that uh, mucus all over the shop or the store or wherever you were.
0: Oh, thank goodness for, the, for your mess. That would have been a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up on aisle 10.
1: <laughs> but it's, uh, it is interesting. I mean, COVID has changed the world. I mean, obviously, you start looking at the way uh, everybody's locked down, the economy, businesses, things like that, that it's coming to that balance. How do we move on from this or how do we normal? normalize some of the issues that's going on there so in in this political climate it's even worse right now
0: it's true there seems to be some sort of politization i have a friend a couple of friends who are like super rabid against masks i'm like what is your problem you know i I think it's the idea politics you know the i sorry it's called identity politics people think that if you say something against their uh belief or whatever that you're attacking their own personal identity when that's not the case. I mean, I do, you know, I do think that they're kind of goofy for not wearing masks. Um, but if you, you know. look at
1: the science behind that, look at China and, and a lot of places that mask wearing is normal in our society, um, the impact of the virus in those countries who have billions more people than we do yeah. uh, hasn't been as dramatic as the U.S. and places like that and obviously it's got to be somewhat attributed to the fact that they're used to that type of environment where they're asked to do something and, and they do it and, and it works so yeah um, new zealand yeah we, we see it in the uk uk the young younger generation they're out there party and they don't care they don't don't give a damn about anybody really and and that's where you start seeing all this uh, this growth of the the virus and and it, it's yeah it, it's kind of its relationship there's a point that you can't fear about it to some degree but it does kill people and it kills different types of people if it was just the younger just the old um that would be one thing but it's been proven that it, it goes right across the spectrum so yeah, was
0: it over two hundred and eleven thousand people yep. in the united states alone have died that's crazy yeah
1: I and mean, this was a discussion i had hmm. at least two or three years ago that um just looking at the american system of private medicine and the way that Health insurance is so expensive here. Uh, we talked about it back then, a pandemic would devastate this country because people can't afford to go and get checked. They, don't, they wouldn't go to the doctor for flu. They're just going to get something from the pharmacy. So they don't get uh, checked for pandemic, and the pandemic virus will spread much quicker when you've got a fear of the cost of, of healthcare. care yeah. compared to the UK where you can go to the doctor and you don't worry about what the cost is going to be.
0: It's amazing to go to the doctor in this country. Sometimes it feels like you're like made of money. You're like, yeah, I'm a big shot. I'm going to go get a flu shot. (laughs) I mean, I don't want a flu shot. I don't like shots, but, uh, same. You know, I just like it kind None of, and, and all my friends who ever got the flu shot ended up getting, getting the sick. getting the flu. Mm-hmm. But of course, they say well, it was a lesser version, and they probably would have okay. got it. I was like, I don't know. That's your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I still have bad childhood memories of throwing up in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've read some articles before ago about um, people taking these what they call H packs and all these antibiotics, uh, the whole thing that's, oh well you, you've got a, a bacterial infection here, take this whole regime of. Of a HVAC antibiotics. And there's a lot of conversation about the fact that those antibiotics are going to kill your natural immune systems oh. like that have built up the antibodies over the years. And it just kind of wipes it clean, then you've got to start again uh, blasting through that. So that's always a, an interesting factor of at what point do you need the medicine? At what point is it important not to take the medicine? if it's going to damage your, your natural immune system. Well, I think it's really
3: important that the doctor diagnoses you of having a like bacterial infection that you need the medicine, because if you don't have a bacterial infection, absolutely, you're killing off really good things in your body because they are heavy regimens.
1: But do, do you find in the American system, I, I don't know if it's me personally, I see... Um, whether it's a good or a bad thing, there tends to be a very strong regime of testing. Let's test everything. Let's go and get you tested for this, that, and the other. And and a lot of it seems to be over-testing or over-medicating based on the fact that if we don't, we might get sued. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if, if sometimes it is, it's too much.
0: Hmm. Well, you know, we, we have a a... a Where's everybody from, anyways? You're from the I'm UK. from England, the UK, yeah. I was born in Canada, but raised in the United States. Yep. You're Canadian? You didn't know that? No. Didn't my, hey? I was, I'm nice, right? I, I'm, I, I'm nice to people, isn't that a hallmark of...
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, please.
3: I mean, obviously, <laughs> you're Canadian. You're so nice.
1: He's, he's not really doing a Fonz impersonation. He just walks around <laughs> going, hey. Hey, hey everyone. Hey. How are you doing? <laughs> nice day.
0: <laughs> Where are you from, Kaylee?"
3: Um, I'm originally from Connecticut, and now, obviously, I live in Florida.
0: It is obvious. Obvious. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're just visiting for a really long time. A long commute. A long,
2: yeah. What what about you, Imran? I am originally from Ethiopia. Ethiopia? Yes. Wow. And I came to the U.S. in 2012.
0: What do you think the—I mean, what is the most—I mean, mean aside from location, what's the biggest (laughs)
2: difference that you find— Economy and the health system, mm-hmm. which is better.
0: It's better here or there? Here. Here,
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yes. yeah. Is, is access to health in Ethiopia very poor? It's just not a. Uh, they don't have a lot of money in that system.
2: There's no insurance for hills, so you have to pay out of pocket. Everyone has to pay out of pocket.
0: Wow. How, how's the price difference though? Because sometimes it seems like here that things are more expensive because we have insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, um,
2: it's not that expensive. Yeah
0: is it quality though do you get quality healthcare there
2: yes yeah. yeah i mean you seem healthy to me so I, <laughs> yeah. <you're>, you know.
0: <laughs> yes uh, that's how long have you been in the states um since
2: 2012 2012 so, so eight, 8 years, years yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: i love ethiopian food i i had some in a in a food truck in uh in uh, washington dc where it's uh it was a uh, almost like a i don't know what it is it's like a pancake kind of a thing with made out of buckwheat that had all kinds of delicious yummy veggies and all kinds of stuff in it and i just it just sat and ate with with my hands and it was beautiful that was a real i i want to and, and where did i say uh my wife just said that she was in i think um why can't I think? Uh, Minneapolis. And there's a large number of, of Ethiopians there and a whole bunch of really delicious Ethiopian restaurants. Yeah. And, I, and it, it, just hearing that story brought me back to that food truck in D.C. Oh, so good. I right. do
3: miss the food from up north, I oh. have to say. Florida's not cutting it in that department.
0: No? What's your favorite thing to eat?
3: Um, right now, probably Thai food.
0: Thai food, I love
3: Thai
0: food. I'm
1: just trying to equate that to up north from Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: Italian food and pizza. Okay. is So much better up north.
1: I, I must agree in a lot of respects. My favorite pizza that I ever had was when I was in skiing in Vermont and I was running with a ski resort there, and uh, there was a little local restaurant had that wood fired pizza oven and it's just no better pizza than, than out of a wood fired oven it just tends to give it that real kind of authentic taste and i went to italy uh and i was in um venice and ordered a pizza and it was absolutely nothing like that i expected that i get from the u.s it's like i don't i don't, I don't believe pizza was invented in italy was it i believe it's new york or something like that where they originally invented pizza, I don't believe it was from originally from Italy. But uh, their idea of pizza is 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 a lot kind of plainer and flatter and stuff like that.
3: Healthier, probably. Mm. <laughs> oh,
1: I don't know. use a lot of oils and stuff like that, and a lot of a lot of high fat content. And, and uh, but uh, interesting. Mm. Mm. Oh wow! So what what for people listening um, in geography and stuff? Where in the map? If you went under a map, where would you find Ethiopia? By the way.
2: Um, it's in Africa, mm-hmm. and it's on the east side of Africa. It's called the Horn of Africa because it looks like the horn.
1: And North, and Af- North Africa or South Africa? Uh, east Africa. Okay. I, I lived in the island of Lanzarote in the Canary Islands, which is off the coast of Africa, but that's more on the northern, northern eastern side. Oh, sorry, western side of Africa. So you're more on the kind of um, Asian side of Africa, where it, those continents. Yes, we're okay. on
2: the middle eastern side of yep. Africa. You share, who do you share a border with? We share with Djibouti Mm -hmm. and Somalia and Kenya. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had a friend, I had a friend
0: that used to live next to or right above me when I lived in these apartments and he was from Kenya and, uh, he was funny. One time I'm sitting out with my wife and we're playing cribbage, right? The card game cribbage. And, uh. And he comes out, he's, and I don't know how to do a Kenyan accent. And they, I, I, for some reason, he's like, he's like, hey, who's winning the game? And I'm like, I'm kicking her teeth in. And he's like, <laughs> he's like what? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he said, uh, he's like, no, it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I didn't even know the Super Bowl was going on. So uh, I'm out of touch.
1: It is interesting, though. I mean, I, I had a little bit of time in Africa when I was in the military, and we used to do some exercises and exercises out there in Africa. And one of the most um, kind of life-changing things I saw there, we we were doing some exercises going through the jungles, and then we come out and we come to these little villages. And I came out into a village, and we met a gentleman who was there and he was it was an older gentleman uh, not too many teeth but he was oh. big big smile on his face all the time and and he was happy he was probably the most happiest person i've ever met oh. and he didn't own anything he didn't have any kind of anything that we have he just lived in this village and had his hut and things like that and he, the happiest thing it was he had a goat oh. i had my goat um, but it was just yeah. the essence of you don't need all of these material things that we kind of climb around us to be happy, and he just had this simple life and was very, very happy, and that was and it was just a life-changing thing for me, to see that, and like, you've not got this, you've not got running water, you've not got... It doesn't matter, he's happy, he's got his goats, he's got his life, his kids, family, and all that, have grown up, and, and he was just really happy about that.
0: Isn't that what they say, that the uh, the, th- the more things you have, the more attachments you, you have, and that goes back to the... Not to do with Thai food, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I heard it from a monk that was talking about... Uh, how uh, the, the the things will never bring you happiness and it's just, they just attach you to it. Now you're worried about the thing being taken or you're worried about it not working or you're, oh, it's, I need more time with the thing, you know? And so this guy just gets to hang out with his yeah. goat. And, and uh, I
1: had a sense of that feeling um, in 2006. We, myself and my wife, moved back to the UK for about uh, just over 12 months. And i'd been backwards and forwards I'm, I'm kind of in my 37th house i've lived in now so i've traveled the world different places different houses and we were always moving shipping containers mm. and moving things back and we said this time we're not we'll just sell it all we'll get rid of it all and we'll just go back and buy more uh and i landed in england and one thing i realized was i didn't have a key on my key ring. There was no keys on my keyring, and and it kind of quickly dawned on me that that meant I had nothing to worry about. I had no assets. no. And in life, you start collecting keys. You get a house, you get a car, you get something, and it adds another key to your keyring. and it seems to be the more keys you've got, yes, you've got more things, but you've got more things to worry about, more things to insure, more things to, to break and all that mm. kind of thing. So the stress comes on top of that. So I don't know if life is about keys.
2: Hmm,
1: that's deep. Ah. <sighs> How many keys do you
0: have, Emron?
2: <laughs> um,
0: probably like two. <laughs> oh, so much happy there. What about you, Kaylee?
3: Probably like
0: five-ish. Five keys? You, you two sound way happier, because
1: look at the I have like how many keys? I've simplified me. I have three <laughs> keys now, and I have a complicated life.
3: Yeah, mine probably looks like yours. This a, is a less
0: this is a lot of keys yeah you know and the funny thing is is i don't know where some of these go but i'm afraid to get rid of them right
3: just in case
0: (laughs) there's my uh my stepdad used to tell me that he said one of the dirty tricks he would play on people is uh someone who drove him crazy he would because he ever you know every now and then you'll find keys or you'll have old keys and he would just keep this collection and when somebody drove him crazy he would go up to him um usually while they're like this would be at work and while they're doing something else uh he'd say here uh hold on to these and then they you know and then he'd carry on his day and it would drive him crazy because they didn't know what they were for <laughs> so like. i think it'd be really funny if you if you
1: took your kids phones and put them in a box and then just had a big jar full of keys and said the key's in there somewhere Ooh. and they got to go through all the keys to it uh, they to open would the box. do it yeah that'd be cool they oh. wouldn't hesitate yeah
0: <laughs> that's true that, that, oh that would be mm
1: uh, cell Crazy phones are system. so
0: addictive these days. Right?
1: But it is. Anybody see the social experiment, by the way, Netflix and, and the, all about the social media and the, I the, saw the document? What, what do you guys think about that? How that? What kind of revelations came out of that for you guys?
3: I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? I have not. You were busy
0: texting your friends, weren't you? Yeah. She I was guess. busy on the phone. Facebooking. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen it, Emron? Yes, I did. What are your, what are your thoughts?
2: Um, I deactivated my Instagram after. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah.
0: So but wait, you just said that you, earlier you said
2: that you were making things for Instagram. Which is, um, I'm going to have to reactivate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna it's an, be, an economic choice. Yeah, so. sure, 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 sure. I'm not going to be the target. I'll be uh, targeting people. So Ooh. it's going to be different. Yeah, Can't
0: beat them, join them, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, a, that's interesting. It is an
1: interesting thing, you know. Mm. I had a conversation with my brother uh, two days ago. We were talking about that exact um, program and, and, the way that the algorithms in social media, all they want to do is keep you on the screen. They want screen time. So the yeah. more you watch the screen, they can push more advertisements to you. And and one of the, the things that came out of that was that negative advertising, things about riots and things like that bring more screen time. So what the algorithm does, it constantly feeds you with more things that you tend to be more interested in um and it can be very very negative in the way that your social life you become agitated and frustrated with it and one of the ideas was how how do we stop that how do we as a society how do we as people change that and it seemed kind of complicated but relatively simple if we only stop to look at things that are positive or enjoyable puppy videos things like that The algorithms would then realize that the face, the the screen time is going to the good things, not the bad things, and it will push the adverts to the good things and redrive that. So the answer is really people are the choice So people's and and the same with the world and, and, and economics and stuff, the consumer, we are the product. If the product changes the way we look at something or the way we buy things, we change the way the industry and everything works. Well, the one guy in there—I
0: mean, I have something to say about that—but I, I want to talk about the guy. Uh, was it Jaron Lanier? Was the, do you remember the the kind of a interesting guy with the uh, the long dreadlocks? Yeah, yeah. And the and the, the glasses and he the was, VR guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, that was a very interesting take on on it because he said that they're not selling advertising they're not selling advertising to you they're what they're doing is selling little tiny uh small changes to your behavior to you that it was like i never really thought about that that was a fast that's a fascinating
1: spin-off of that is if we are driven by emotional triggers through facebook and twitter and all these kind of things the AI could quite easily create a situation where a riot would happen based on the information that's been pushed out from Facebook, all the fake stuff. They could trigger some sort of actual reaction by people and then use that to drive more people.
0: Mm. Did you hear that just came out in the news on The Guardian or whatever, and there's some other places as well, that there's some uh, super right-wing kind of group that uh, was hiring a bunch of teenagers in in, uh, uh, Phoenix to spread out uh, all kinds of crazy right-wing and kind of pro-Trump, not not to get political or anything like that, but they were getting all these teenagers to do it. They were paying them to spread all kinds of the same kind of stuff that happened in the 2016 election, but was there, you know, the Russian troll farms you heard about. This is like American teenager troll farm in Phoenix, Arizona. I was like, what? I mean, kids that were like 16, 17 years old, not even
3: can't even vote. Yeah. Is that cuz they were worried about getting in trouble, you know, a lot of times? So. No, it's
0: cuz they were they were getting paid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, everybody who what kid doesn't want to, you know, some money we'll to? will do anything for me. Yeah. Money. Well, I mean, you know, it's uh, I, I mean, was I, like, I think the oh I,
1: I think the system's broken when you start seeing Gangs of people now want to uh, 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 kidnap and assassinate uh, a senator or, or, or a, a governor, governor. yeah, mm-hmm. um, purely because of a political reason that's really based around lies, yeah. based around like, the, the, the issue of, of voter fraud. I mean, every single person that's in the, in the industry has turned around and said, no, it doesn't happen. It happens very, very slightly, one person here, one person there, but it's not on the level that's been promoted, but it's still being promoted. And, and at what point do we call out the lie for being a lie? And what, do, what what point do people follow blindly and not actually spend five minutes checking up on it?
3: I think that's what you see a lot in politics, though, is people following blindly. They pick their uh-huh. party and they follow it blindly. And they defend it even if um, there's stuff to um, point out on the opposing side or whatnot. They don't care. They picked their side and they're going to stand by it regardless of anything.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I watched the debate on, the other night with the um, vice president and the VPs, yeah. And the, um, the one thing that came across, though, um, was Pence was talking about everybody got a tax rebate and they got $2,000 in the um, paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to people who filed the taxes this year from last year. And ended up actually not getting as big a rebate because they disallowed a lot of things that they could claim back on the taxes with the tax rebate. So the 2000 that they actually got extra in the paycheck cost them about 1800 in lost tax rebates that they mm. would be able to claim tax back on. And then the question was never asked there is that most of the tax savings went to the super wealthy. Mm. And the super wealthy became about $150 billion <laughs> richer
0: i i heard this thing just yesterday um on the radio they were talking about it was some story it said that uh, jeff bezos made so much money and you know since the pandemic happened mm-hmm. that he had enough money that he could give every single person in america over one hundred thousand dollars and still have the same amount of money that he did at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. and we don't have that's free health care. Terrifying. <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, Oh my gosh, I was talking this, um, last night I, I was, um, with, uh, Phi, I'm in Phi Kappa Phi and we had a, um, a fundraiser event for the children's hunger, um, program. That's uh, hu- children's hunger project that uh, feeds, uh, public school children in Brevard County, because a lot of times that's the only time that they can, they eat is when they go to school. So this, yep. they'll give them a bag of food for the weekend and, and, um, and that's that sort of thing. Anyways, um, I was talking to the lady who was the chairman uh, of that particular group, or the you know the the main person, and uh, we were talking about that. Like these kids, like hunger. How can hunger be a thing when people are that
1: rich? How can that even exist? Well, you, I mean, you look at the fact that we are because of the pandemic, and and it is a sad thing because industry. Um, isn't designed to to shrink down. So when you've got meat packing plants and, and milk distributors and people like that can only handle hundreds of thousands of gallons a day, they can't put it in small containers and give it away. They have to throw it away because they can't package it for the for the average person. There's there's enough food being thrown away in this country to feed everybody every day. Absolutely. But because of the system, it's not designed to be packaged in small. They they, they can't handle getting it to the people. It's, it's its all there and it's only got a certain shelf life, so they've got to throw it away. And again, that is, how can that be? Why isn't there a system in place that says if we've got any waste product whatsoever, we can package it and give it to people or we can give it to... To charities and they'll find a way of packing it, it instead of just let's 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 throw it away and, and or we'll we'll subsidize somebody and, and throw away food. Mm. I, don't I know that.
3: personally that during COVID, a lot of churches made care packages and mm-hmm. by looking at the stuff, you could tell it came from like Walmart. Mm-hmm. So their excess stuff that was about to expire yep. a lot of times is what we noticed, and some stuff that was perfectly not anywhere near their expiration date. But so these. I'm guessing the stores are donating to these places to feed yep. people for free. It costed no money for the people to pick up these boxes of yep. food. So that, it's out there. I know there were
1: a lot of places that did it, things like Panera Bread, a place like that would give away all of their stock at the end of the day to homeless people and things like that. So, And they've always been there, United Way, and people like that are always out there giving and, and, and Red Cross and stuff like that. But... Um, but it is a it is a tough one I and mean, it's a tough one to find and and why why do we have people in society like we we've got the richest country in the world why are the people poor why are people going to food banks what is the the issue systemically that's causing that problem
0: Yeah, you, you know what i think i think the the main problem i mean i'm not i'm not a, a religious person at all but i i do have a lot of deep thoughts and uh i think that uh There's, you know, um, someone said that you should love everyone and tell the truth. That's a crazy thought if you take that all the way down. Like, love everyone and tell the truth. And the biggest problem I think that that we're um, having, there's a lot of odds with, is the part where it's telling the truth because there's a lot of lies that are out there, you know, and you can't make good decision on bad data. Sometimes know? the truth hurts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know, but that's then yeah. maybe don't say anything then, you yeah. know? But yeah. that's
3: like the, every news trying to get the story out as fast as possible, and what you see over and over is extremely incorrect bad data about these stories. And do you feel
1: that's come from the emergence of social media and the need to know now? Absolutely. No. There's the very little check in there. I don't
0: think so. I think that there's some, I think there's deliberate. I don't think I, first of all, I have a hard time with the word news in most instances, because a lot of times it's more like a margin shaving kind of a thing. Like we want to get this idea out to this particular group so that we can enact this change in behavior for these people. You know, it's, it's very deliberate. It's like a recipe for getting an agenda accomplished. And uh, a, a lot of times it, it just, it, it's on a bed of, of lies or some kind of manipulated lie you know in a way what 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 are things like in in ethiopia i'm curious what are what is the political situation over there is there thing is it all good everybody happy is there what's going on over there
3: do you guys have like a president or a prime minister
2: we have a prime
0: prime minister okay yeah we're dumb americans we need to be taught all these things so tell us
2: Politics wise, um, actually right now Civil War is going because of X and City. Um uh one group say, uh, one group killed the singer from a singer that they really love oh. from another group. So the other group taught um, they did it beca- to go against them. So there's a lot of going on right now
0: so it's actual civil war right now in the streets not really big civil war but
2: it is happening yeah do
1: you get much crossover from places like syria and things like that where there's a lot of war going around those areas no that doesn't happen it's mainly just within ethiopia itself yeah
0: wow that's uh, that's so is that is um because i noticed that on campus right now because of the whole pandemic thing there's not as many international students as we typically have Mm -hmm. but you're clearly international student how how did that work out? How did you get to you get to come here and stay here, or had you already been coming? Were you already a student here?
2: Um, once I came to the US, I never went back. You
0: never went back, yeah. Yeah,
2: and uh, I came here with a one visa, mm. but then I switched it. To, uh, um, I became a resident oh. um, starting twenty fifteen. So I don't even have to go back after school.
0: So you have a green card, is that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And you also have a green card, right? is that? Yeah, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. had
1: mine now for twelve years. I think I've just renewed it, and I'm uh, going to do my citizenship. I think next year.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So, are, do you, Emran? Uh, uh, are you planning on staying?
0: Or are you going to go back? Or are, you, I mean, um, I, I don't, I'm sure you probably wouldn't want to go back to a civil war, but, but at the same time, I'm sure you love your, you know, your your birth country.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll go back see my family and stuff like that, but. I'm going to work here.
0: So um, your family still lives there in in all of the stuff that's going on?
2: Yeah. Oh wow. But like there are like division of classes. Okay. And then some of the classes are not affected by the civil war. Oh. So the lower part of the classes they're really affected. Yeah. Wow,
0: that's that's in- interesting. Yeah. So is that, it's like a caste system there? Is that Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. Uh, we only have an implied caste system here, you know. It's really if you have a, a certain amount of it's an economic uh, thing, you know. You're either almost it's almost a bifurcation now in our world. We have either the poor or the rich. There's not much. There's not much middle class. But
1: we had uh, in the UK, obviously through the Victorian ages, think we had very defined class systems in the UK. Yeah. You would you just couldn't go into a building if you weren't of a certain class, or so you would you would go into your upstairs downstairs was a real thing, uh, all the way through. Up to, I think even up to, I think it was the fifties before we started um, yeah. blending out different middle class things like that. Yeah. So, do you are, 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 how how deep are those
0: divisions? Like, are you are, is there like an untouchable class? Like, you're not allowed to be around people?
2: Is that how does that work? So, the prime minister um, of our country is mainly supported by specific group and not like most of the group. So um specific groups like the Prime Minister, but most of the people doesn't like him. Oh wow. Um, yeah.
0: And I imagine it's the 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 people that are probably more economically well
2: off. They like him. Yeah. So in so, regards so, to yeah.
1: politics then, um is that driven primarily by I mean would you say um, elections in Ethiopia are fair elections or are they really just staged elections by people with money?
2: They claim that the election is uh, fair, but it's highly doubtful. Okay. Mm. Yeah.
0: Have, have you seen the movie? There's also another Netflix movie, not to plug Netflix over and over, but the, um, what was that one called? Hacked? Have you, have you heard that one? Have you seen that
1: one? Have? I don't even have it. if I watched it.
0: that's very interesting, the part where the whole Cambridge Analytica part where they were, you know, um, fanning the flames of, of, um, you know, like these wedge issues yeah. in places to keep people from, from... that would ideologically keep people from voting in, in elections and things like this.
1: I mean, we're the opposite in the UK with the uh, Brexit election. Yeah. Um, what cambridge analytica did they they pushed uh, very very much like the bot here, It was negative adverts and, and directed uh, targeted facebook and things like that and they identified four million people that nor the nor the um division of politics could figure out where they were or who they were and they were basically just a four million people that weren't in any kind of Division of, of I, I go labor, I go politics, mm-hmm. and they they targeted those people, and that was enough people to push the Brexit over the top.
0: Wow, that's so weird. I, f- I feel so manipulated. It really brings that social dilemma movie yeah. to it. To, uh, wow, we, we it, it's interesting. Like the the things that we value, just this, in a short amount of time, these uh, social medias and the you know at one time they're the most beautiful thing where you can meet. Some of the most amazing people, like I'm, like what you were talking about earlier in terms of uh, of of how the algorithm will push things towards mm-hmm. you, like I have deliberately joined certain groups and I deliberately l- like I do the love button yep. on <laughs> on kind good posts and especially for of from groups, yep. and I've noticed in pro- it probably took about a month of doing that. Now, when I open my phone and I look at Facebook, it's all this wonderful, <laughs> these wonderful things, and the stuff that I get advertised is is like uh, yeah. the Kickstarters right. and stuff, which I like to I like to support people that are just getting things together, you know, um, just because I, I like uh, innovation like that. So, so now I'm getting all these uh, Kickstarter type ads and you know these crowdsource things and. All these good groups like uh you know i started donating to this thing called baba's feed project that feeds people in in um, india and uh you know I'm getting involved with with all with all of these things you know i'm i'm i feel like i'm really surfing that uh dilemma that they're yep. talking about but in a good way you know i don't get all of the crazy adverts that you get for you know certain you know like i don't know i don't know what else but i i get I get a lot of good things. So yeah, I guess you can kind of hack that system if you want. I mean, it's not hacking. It's just being very deliberate about what you interact with on online.
1: I see an interesting um, change in society that now we're so addicted to social media and Facebook and things like that. Um, it'd be interesting to poll people and ask people, who's your next door neighbor? How are they doing? Yeah. Because people don't talk to their neighbors anymore. It's all on fa- If they're not on Facebook, they don't talk to them.
0: You talk to your neighbors?
1: And, uh, the two next to me, but I couldn't tell you the three people beyond that. And normally in, in old society, you'd have a little street party, you'd have little barbecues, you'd, you'd get to know your neighbors. We don't do that anymore. It doesn't seem to be the normal thing to do.
0: And now it's even more difficult because we have this whole yeah, pandemic thing. Absolutely.
3: Uh, I, in Florida, people move so often, your neighbors are constantly changing.
0: That's true. That is true. That's
1: every time the taxman finds the new address, mm, right.
0: usually? How's the social scene in Ethiopia?
2: Um, you know, like all your neighbors, yeah, like probably five next neighbors, and we make coffee and call each other, and drink coffee together. Ooh, yeah, the that's social. That's a good Ethiopian coffee. Coffee too. Yeah. That's, a, that's good. That's good. Did you know that coffee came from Ethiopia originally? Did it first? I, I had no that. idea. Yeah, coffee was discovered in Ethiopia first. Oh. <laughs> yeah. well, you learn something
1: uh, new every day,
0: folks. Well, yes. well, I think we should, uh, you know, we should. Oh man, I, I don't know, but we should do the things that you're talking about. Make coffee. Bring your neighbors over. Have yeah. coffee. Wear yeah. wear Martin's masks.
1: I think one of the <laughs> ne- the only negative I've seen with um, socialism and and the way that people socialize together is Italy was uh, was heavily hit with with the coronavirus and the really sad thing about that is italy has a, a a history of being extremely social family groups get together and dine every night they'll, and they'll, they'll have this massive table in the street and all the groups will come around and eat and, and it's a super social kind of interactive country and unfortunately, because of that, the COVID spread like wildfire over there, and there's a lot of deaths from it, which is really sad. Did you
0: see Did you see any of those uh, videos of people um, in the big buildings, like the big apartment uh, buildings? That oh, yeah, they sing, sing to each other? Singing? Yeah,
1: yeah, oh. yeah, that's Italy. that. that, that. It, it is I what it is it, italian that. people are very very friendly people they're, they're, they're great i mean you go to ireland everybody will give you a beer no matter, even the four-year-olds <laughs> will give you a beer. Everybody, just beer from everybody kids run up to you in the street with a can drink this <laughs> no they'll do that um one kind of off topic topic subject here that tickled me is is the kind of things when we think about life and, and we're asked to ask a question um I once did the dine with an astronaut thing in Kennedy Space Center. And obviously I'm a super techie, I love space and science and all that kind of thing. And you get to ask a question to an astronaut. And of all all the techie space things I got to ask was, in my head it just came out, how do you deal with a fart in a spacesuit? <laughs> and that was my that was my question. So I mean, there was a whole long answer that NASA has, and they have dealt with that because obviously people are in spacesuits for hours and hours at a time. Um, but it was an interesting question. But that, that, this thing is, if you get given a situation where you ask a question, what would that question be? What would what would be your and Emron, what would be your penultimate question you're going to ask the person you really want to speak to? Any, anybody that, in the world? Wait,
0: are you talking specifically uh, an astronaut or just no? Anybody, anyone?
1: anybody. What? What? If, if you if you met your hero, your would you ask an, a normal question that they've been asked a million times, or would you just ask something that you really want to know? Yeah, Cameron, what oh. would
2: you? I would ask Jeff Bezos how he makes his money. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: I think he, I think Bezos. I think. From the early days of, I mean, I think one of the earliest things, I heard an interview with Jeff Bezos, and one of the earliest things that triggered them was one of his staff at the time, they were packing books. They were on a floor in a garage, packing books in boxes and shipping them out, and one of his staff basically said, we need a table, and buying the table allowed them to set up almost like a a workflow of, of getting this stuff out, and Jeff Bezos followed that strict kind of routine all the way along. It's not about the product, it's about the delivery and the customer service. So he found over years, and his team have found over years, the perfect way to get product to people. I buy from Amazon pretty much almost every day, I'm always buying from Amazon, and why do I use Amazon? It's not about the price, the more expensive, but the customer service and the delivery structure is unquestionable. You get it or you don't. If you don't get it, they'll refund you. So yeah. they got a perfect solution. I think that's how he makes money. And then certainly with the pandemic, everybody's buying online. Amazon have got the most trustworthy platform.
0: You know, the interesting thing, I, I think, about that question is that it, it, we probably will be surprised about how Jeff Bezos makes his money. Because at this point, he has so much money that he doesn't, you know, the money itself makes money. He couldn't you know. spend it,
1: mm. he couldn't spend it fast enough. Yeah. Even millions of dollars, he couldn't spend it fast enough. Y-
0: you probably would have to, if you're gonna ask that question, you probably have to have a lot of time.
2: Maybe I'll ask him, can you mentor me? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Kayleigh?
3: Um, I don't know, but piggybacking um, on your answer um, to Jeff Bezos, um, can I marry you, would be the obvious <laughs> question, right?
1: So what, okay, on a question like that, what would you get out of that relationship?
3: He would buy me things.
1: But, but the buy me thing, um, and I've been in that situation where I've had a good income coming in, I've bought everything I wanted, and nothing has given me pleasure out of it, because it's just a case of buying. If you've got all the money in the world, I don't believe anything you can buy will give you real pleasure, because... It has no inherent value because you've got enough money to buy another one. I always remember being very young. When you first start dating, you buy your your girlfriend or your your future fiancé or whatever. You buy her a flower. You go for dinner. A tiny little thing gives an immense amount of pleasure. As you get older, you start buying houses and cars and things that are really expensive. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is you've got the part. You've got things that give you this tiny amount of pleasure, maybe for a day or two. And then you start worrying about somebody stealing them, and you start insuring them and things. So the, the pleasure gets kind of overtaken by the worry of, of, of owning something.
3: I think with someone like Jeff Bezos, who has so much money, you're not worried about someone taking it. Like I worry every day about paying my bills for my house okay. because that's what I have. And I have an income, but if I lost that income, I can't afford my house anymore. Okay. Where Jeff Bezos, he loses his current job, he could afford houses. And I think it's that stability that is very appealing, that I wouldn't have to worry if something didn't go as planned.
1: The first question is, do you find Jeff Bezos an attractive man? Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Because money him, gets old very quick.
3: I don't find him unattractive. Okay. But to be like, because I'm creepy like that, I like older guys.
1: <laughs> but you can afford the wine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff too, right?
3: I like older guys. Okay. I don't find him unattractive. Okay. I'm not saying he is any like Ryan Reynolds or anything, but obviously there's much more attractive people, but he's not unattractive.
1: Okay. Okay. And what about you Jared what's your what's your question to the world?
0: The question to the world or just to a particular person? Um, so I don't know the person I'd love to talk to he's not alive anymore, so um, I don't know. I would settle for not settle. listen to me. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I would probably get very specific and I, I would love to sit and talk to someone like the Dalai Lama and say ask him, what is the what is the the best starting space to be the happiest I could possibly be and
3: can someone else answer that for you
0: absolutely yeah yeah, absolutely I think so i don't think I, th- I think people
1: can point things out that, I think one of the things with happiness is you have to understand who you are before you can figure out what makes you happy if you don't know who you are and what what you're about then the idea of happiness can come in many forms um so I think when you start talking to people like a Dalai Lama who have simplified life so much that they understand what is the real kind of thing that makes them happy it doesn't necessarily make you some people are happy screaming and shouting at each other that's the way of life but um I think the essence of if you have to know and understand yourself fully before you can even think how to answer that question
0: yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, you know, like because because the information that will come out, I, pro- I, I possibly have even heard before. You know, I mean, we we hear these things all the time. Mm-hmm. I think like I would rather have uh, the experience of being able to go. Like for instance, I there's this uh, Buddhist temple up in in Mims of all places with giant Buddha statues. It's it's called White Sands um, Buddhist Center, I think, and uh, I happened to be there one time and. They were having, like, a, a, a they, they said that there was a, a, a big uh, bell that someone was ringing, and they said, you know, hey, come on in, they were, they're having a Dharma talk. So I, I had never experienced that before. I was just there to look at the statues. And so I went in, and, uh, and, I, and I sat there, and they had, uh, they had a monk that was there that was the most, one of the most beautiful people I've ever experienced. And what he talked about is because they have all kinds of pretty things. You know, they have incense, they had candles, uh, you know, candlesticks and they had a number of things. And he would just, he would say like, you know why we have, you know why we do namaste? And uh, you know, I'm, I'm pranaming. that you call. It's a, it's, you know, put my hands together. You know why we do this to people? It's because, uh, Buddhist people don't really like to shake hands. He said, he said, but this namaste, this pranam is, is like offering flowers to someone, you know, like I'm offering flowers to you. It's not like, you know, I'm doing some sort of weird prayer or anything like that, but I'm offering you flowers. And that's such a sweet thing to do to someone. And, and like, to someone who I like to hear those kinds of things. So I don't like I I would have a hard time just asking a question. I think it would be more like, you know, only if the answer was yes, is may, may I spend like, a, a week with you and just be around that energy, you know? I think that's what, it, it, but only if they said yes. If they said no, I probably would still, I would have to appreciate that too. But so I, I don't yeah. know if it, it's not so much the information because I think the information exists. I mean, it's right in front of our safe, in our face, right? What do they, chop water, carry, you know, carry water, chop wood and, uh and and you know, and then
1: just experience the good and, and I think you were thinking of the karate kid when you were talking about wax some wax off. Wax off. <laughs> <laughs> just well, for information, by the way, if you didn't already know, there is a Buddhist monastery here in Melbourne. Oh yeah. Uh, the, of Apollo. Yeah, it's a great place. It's been over there before. Th- there's the, the Thai Buddhist temple
0: where you can get Ooh. Thai food. That is if you take um, john rhodes off of 192 all the way down to where it turns and it actually makes yep, this crazy that's exactly turn. i'm about yeah. oh yeah, yeah the the that's th- yeah that's the Thai. that's the i can't i can't say it it's the watt right w-a-t you can go there on sunday and they have A little most, food market isn't it food they have thai grandmothers cooking thai oh, food that it is amazing um it's am- amazing it's it really yeah. is amazing um so yeah, you, uh, you know, I just like to be. I like that. I like that simple, happy. You know, because it's it's real. It 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 encompasses those two things. You know, uh, love love everyone and tell the truth. It encompass embraces those two concepts that I think are are super, like just the, the real blood of what we are all about. You know, everybody. I think. Um, but okay, enough. I mean,
1: I mean, the secret is find out what makes you happy, and don't let other people tell you what makes you happy. You've yeah. got to realize it for yourself. That's true.
3: I've definitely noticed that experiences make me more happy than material objects. Yeah. While I would never want my phone taken away from me, um, experiences mean so much more. Absolutely. Than any and all material I can
1: say from I a man are. who grew up. 59 years ago where there was no cell phones and the nearest phone was a big red box that you had to run. And then eventually we had pages, which were really annoying because you then had to find a phone to call anybody back from. Oh, but boy. I think we're pretty much at the end of our podcast. Which is no, just, just we a, are not. Oh, we're not. Okay, Because you
0: have not answered the question about the question that you would ask someone. I did, I
1: asked the question, how to deal with a fart in a spacesuit. <laughs> well, yeah, but that was then. We're, we're talking about now.
3: Yeah, what about now?
1: What would be my question right now? Um, and who, who would you ask? I'd actually, I mean, to be honest, I quite like uh, Elon Musk. I think Elon Musk is, is is a little crazy like me. He's got a lot of out there ideas, and, and uh, it'd be interesting to see what his idea of the world would be in the next 10 years. Because uh, he's got the foresight and the actually ability to make that change. So it'd be really interesting to see what his vision is going to be in the next 10 years. Obviously, you see the, the all the spaceships, all the satellites he's putting up now to put internet worldwide and hopefully uh, make that free for people around the world. So I don't know. He's an interesting man. I'd have a nice conversation with him on that. He would be
3: a good person to talk to.
1: That would be an interesting conversation. He's 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 odd and interesting and capable. And Uh, what kind of fart flaps has he got in his new outfits for his (laughs) his dragon launches? (laughs) What are you going
0: to do with farts on
1: Mars? (laughs) (laughs) Add to the atmosphere, yeah. And with that, we are at one hour and one minute. So we are uh, at the stage to say goodbye. Well, thanks for
0: joining us on our inaugural uh, Shiny Things podcast (laughs) <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. These oh, we talked about probably everything that I don't know. We, we didn't have a really an agenda, so that's that's yeah. a, I think that's a positive. But thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. And, and we're uh, out of here. Thank you, Kaylee.
2: Thank you, Emron. Thank, thank, thank you, Martin. You. Peace out. Peace. Bye. Out.